Welcome to Eczema Out Loud from the National Eczema Association. I'm Danny Morsehead. Eczema itches a lot. My guest today, Dr. Mamta Javeri, is here to give us some insight into why eczema itches and what we can do to stop the itching. Dr. Mamta Javeri is a board-certified dermatologist and has experience helping patients with their eczema using both holistic and medical techniques. She's also an eczema patient herself and a caregiver of a child with eczema. Dr. Javeri, welcome to Eczema Out Loud. I am so excited for you to share your knowledge with our listeners. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Can you start us off with uh, how you became a dermatologist? I became a dermatologist um, partly because I suffered from eczema myself growing up as a child, so it felt like a very natural way to help take care of patients. I felt a more empathetic um, connection to my patients having shared some of their journey. Obviously, everything's individual. Um, And yeah, so I am board certified in dermatology um, through the medical side, but I do also have an interest in learning more about integrative approaches, including like herbal therapies and meditation, yoga, and how that could help us kind of best get to our treatment goals. Great. You're all over eczema from many different sides of it. (laughs) Yes, personally and (laughs) research-wise. And I understand you are an an eczema caregiver as well. Correct. So we do have an 11-month-old, and unfortunately, he started developing eczema um, and some food allergies around six months. So he's we are on the caregiving side as well. Um, I know it'll kind of persist with him for a little longer. So I know the journey as a caregiver will is just starting for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Today we'll be talking about itch and we'll be hopefully getting some itch fighting techniques for you later on. But I want to start with some itch background. Uh, why do we itch? a great question. So to put it simply, it's an evolutionary advantage um, that our body has kind of helped to help protect our skin. So if we think about it just from the evolutionary standpoint, it's our way of our body letting us know that something is irritating our skin and that we should address to it as soon as possible. So, you know, in the primary days, that was probably just dryness, maybe some sand, fire ants, mosquitoes. Um, And so that is the primary reason why we traditionally itch. Unfortunately, things can cause itch for reasons that probably wasn't evolutionarily intended. Um, So usually we itch because something in our skin is setting off our itch receptors. So we do have these open-ended nerve endings that end in our skin. And skin is our biggest organ, so we have a lot of them. Um, And these itch-sensing nerve um, endings will pick up a signal that there is something itchy in our skin. Partly this could be due to dry, irritated skin. This could be due to local inflammation in our skin. It could still be due to a bug bite, or it could also be due to if we applied anything that can cause itching in our skin. Um, So there are some chemicals that actually can cause our skin to itch as well. And so this is received by our skin, sent to our spine, um, and then eventually processed by our brain and our brain realizes that our skin is itchy in this particular area and that way that we should respond to that is by scratching. Um, Fortunately also as this continues to go on we can get some um, 
overstimulation or also kind of just a sensitization of the nerve ending. So what that means is it fires even if there isn't a stimuli. So sometimes, especially when we've been struggling with eczema for a very long time, this sensation for itch can happen when there truly isn't any local offending reason. Hmm. Um, so that is kind of in a nutshell why we itch. Um, and then for some of us, it is due to our eczema, it's due to hives. It can also be what we call neuropathic, just due to the nerve endings overacting. Um, and then for some of us, it could just be for basic reasons like poison ivy or a bug bite in the local area. Mm-hmm. Those nerves in our skin, are they the same nerves that are receptive to touch or pain or heat? Um, or are they unique for sensing and delivering itch messages? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there is some overlap, but um, there is a specific receptor for itch. Um, the pain's usually a little deeper, um, kind of just to kind of keep it simple. But yeah, mm-hmm. th- there are slightly different receptors in the spinal cord and in the brain, some of the receiving ends um, and some of the parts of the brain that process itch and pain are the same. But there are different receptors and there's also slightly different molecules that are sensitive to those receptors. And you mentioned the things that can cause itch, uh, mosquito bites, poison IV. Can we talk a little bit about eczema specifically and the thing that causes itch in eczema? Yeah. So, I mean, I think we're still figuring out exactly why eczema itches. But one of the main reasons that eczema causes itching is primarily due to kind of an impaired skin barrier. So that what does that mean? Um, it means that the skin is probably more dry than normal. So we do know that a good portion of people with eczema genetically have a defect in a molecule called filaggrin. Filaggrin is what helps our skin maintain natural moisture. And so as our skin dries out, you can kind of think of it as a desert. You know, you can start seeing these micro cracks in the skin. And that's being sensed by our itch receptors as a reason to be itchy because one, it's dry, but also now it's also more permeable. So it could let in more irritants. Um, It could also let in more inflammatory things. Um, But also in eczema, it's not just the dry skin. There is also once there has been like an eczema rash that develops in the area, there's inflammation. And so inflammation markers can also trigger our itch receptors. Okay. So many reasons why we might itch due to our eczema. (laughs) Correct. But I do think the base of it is thought to be due to like the dryness of our skin and our skin barrier. And so personally for me, when I am very itchy, itching often creates more itch. And I know this, so I attempt to uh, find ways to stop my scratching before it can make my eczema worse. Can you touch maybe on the reasons why this might be true, this might uh, this compounding effect of itch? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, so there's two reasons. So one is the itch scratch cycle. So kind of like with anything, our body does have a response system. So the stimuli to itch the brain responds with that, with telling our body we should scratch in that area, or at least pay attention to the skin in that area to figure out why it's itching. Um, And then when we go to kind of look at the skin in the area and we scratch, we create more inflammation, we create more itch hormones, which are now being signaled back to the brain to continue doing what we were doing. So that's what's called the itch scratch cycle. So the more we itch, the more we scratch, the more we scratch, the more we itch. And it's pretty hard to break that cycle. Scratching is very pleasurable. Um, It does activate 
hormones in the brain that are similar to like other pleasure seeking hormones too. So it does feel good to scratch too. So that is another reason the itch scratch cycle happens, especially when inflammation has been going on for a long period of time, our nerves can get overstimulated easily. So before, let's say it took like a really deep scratch to set off itch hormones. Now it could just take the lightest touch of like your cotton fabric around your, on your, on your skin. And that could send off the same stimuli as if you were scratching vigorously on the skin after years of having eczema. And that's because the nerves have been just like overactive and they think now every time it needs to send the itch hormone. So that's another reason the itch scratch cycle happens so easily in eczema is there's an oversensitization of the nerves. Okay. So let's move on to some itch fighting techniques. Let's start with the medical side of things. What are some medically proven ways to stop itch? Yeah. So we can kind of take this from, you know, thinking of it at the level of the skin and then also kind of controlling the itch, both the sensation of it being sent to our brain and then reacting to it. So first and foremost, you do want to work with your medical provider to kind of figure out what are some of the causes of your itching. Um, So like we were mentioning, and in this podcast, we're primarily talking about eczema, but it could be hives. There's also a condition called generalized pruritus or just generalized itch due to not having your primary rash. And so one is addressing that. So especially with eczema, it's really important that we're taking care of our skin. So whether um, it's figuring out a moisturizer that does help us retain moisture kind of equivalent to if our skin didn't have eczema. So a lot of some of our moisturizers do have ceramides um, and other molecules that are similar to ceramides to help us kind of emulate that natural moisturizing factor that we're missing in our skin. Um, And moisturizing frequently, um, kind of figuring out what else sets off our skin. So for some of us, um, lack of humidity in the air can dry out our skin. And if the air is too hot and we're sweating a lot, that could also irritate our skin. So that's kind of just taking care of our skin, kind of learning how to keep it moisturized and non-irritated. And then there's also treating the eczema itself. So if our eczema is flaring, pretty much you're going to be guaranteed to be itchy. Um, And some of my patients come to me asking for me to treat the itch. And I have to remind them that treating the eczema will help treat the itch just as much sometimes. So Mm -hmm. I do locally like... Um, for patients, you know, whether it is topical steroids or some other topical anti-inflammatory, to be using the topical steroids or topical anti-inflammatory in the area to help control the eczema where it is flaring. Um, And the earlier we try treating it when it's flaring, the earlier it'll improve. There are some topical creams that have some anti-itch chemicals. Um, So some of those could be like calamine, menthol, another medicine called Promoxine. So those are all anti-itch chemicals that can actually kind of help inactivate those nerve-related skin fibers to kind of calm those down. So um, that's another way. Um, And especially um, one thing I like to do with those, or even just your traditional moisturizer is to put it in the fridge. So when you put it on, it's cool. Um, So you're getting the benefit of the moisture as well as the coolness. Ooh, I like that tip. And then we can kind of address internally how to help with the itch. So one of the molecules that transmits itch to our brain is called histamine. Um, So oral antihistamines can be used to help kind of decrease itch. We did use it a lot more conventionally in the beginning, even if itch wasn't the primary symptom of eczema. 
Um, but I do like to use it, especially if a patient has chronic seasonal allergies or environmental allergies and both are flaring um, to help with the itch. We can also then focus on the reception of it in our brain. So there are some other oral medications that can help with itch. Um, another one that's usually more used for adults with eczema or itching is called gabapentin, which is a nerve-related itch medicine, which helps kind of actually with pain, like um, Danny was mentioning earlier. Um, and so there's a couple of different ways, um, but primarily you do wanna be focusing on your skin, addressing the skin layer and also our inflammation on the skin layer. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to hear that your patients are coming to you seeking itch relief when healing their eczema would be the primary ways to get to that itch relief. Right. And it's one of those things, especially when you've had eczema a long time, you get used to the appearance of the eczema. That's not what's most likely bothering us. And, mm -hmm. you know, even dealing with my 11 month old, it is one of the most natural things with eczema is, I mean, primarily he itches before the rash happens. Right. And obviously as a baby, he doesn't really know why he's itching. So it's just mm -hmm. teaching him how to avoid scratching, whether it's creating a barrier with his clothes or, you know, distracting him. Um, but it is one of the most natural things, unfortunately, that does happen with eczema, because that is what our skin is in tune to do is it is telling our brain that our skin barrier isn't quite right there. Yeah, sure. So let's move on to some holistic techniques for helping with itch. Um, maybe you can give some background on your experience with these techniques. Yeah. Um, so I, my pers I personally grew up um, practicing yoga and meditation. And so that's been something that I kind of depend on to help with a lot of things in my life. But one thing that is true is um, meditation has been shown to really help with itch. If you do look online, there's a lot more research on meditation with pain. But as we mentioned earlier, most of the same areas of the brain that receive the signal of itch are the same areas of the brain that receive the signal for pain. And meditation can help calm those areas down and inactivate those. So that's the benefit. Um, so one of the best treatments for itch prevention is kind of a regular practice of meditation. This could help our brain not get stimulated even if we're receiving itch stimuli. So even if our skin is sending the itch stimuli, we have to remember that the spine has to process that and then it has to go finally to our brain. But with meditation, we have shown that that can actually help kind of just inactivate that area. So we don't always have to respond. A lot of different holistic techniques. So one of my favorites during an itch scratch cycle, like you were mentioning earlier, is breathing techniques. The easiest thing would be if we could just tell ourselves to not scratch and not scratch. But that's pretty hard to do. I'm sure most yeah. of us have tried that, right? That yeah. usually just means we get angry, we get upset, and then that means we feel itchier because now our brain's over kind of stimulated with all these emotions. So my favorite thing to add in that kind of scenario when we're trying really hard to break this itch scratch cycle. So one is actually some cooling. I don't actually even know this is holistic. This maybe should have fallen under the medical. So cooling, usually, like you were mentioning, there's other receptors in the skin. So one is a temperature, right? So we do know our skin is very attuned to feeling temperature. So if you could put like a cool rag or a cool ice pack on the skin or the area that is itchy, that's going to be a pretty immediate way to stop the itching. Mm -hmm. 
So especially for kids, I really like that. Um, and then another thing is to do breathing techniques. So to take deep breaths. Um, it could be yogic breathing. It could just be counting to 10. It could, there's this thing called square breathing where you breathe in, you hold, you breathe out and you hold and you imagine the shape of a square. So that kind of helps you count. Hmm. All of those are going to help your brain kind of just release the information it just got and kind of forget about the need to scratch. Mm-hmm. Another thing I wanted to mention for itching in general, which I don't think I mentioned earlier, is that histamine does play a role. And a lot of you probably are thinking, why am I itchiest at nighttime? And there's a couple of reasons for that. One is that our natural histamine levels are higher at nighttime, just physiologically. And our brain is quieter, so we're receiving all of our stimuli to an even greater degree than we do during the daytime when we can distract our mind more. Our skin temperature is actually higher at nighttime, so that can also be a reason why we feel more itchy. And then there's a couple other reasons. Sometimes we're more stressed, our brain's kind of thinking about our day, but it is very common to be more itchy at nighttime. Another thing we do like to use is um, there's actually some good data on using melatonin supplementation at nighttime. That is a natural way that we can kind of help kind of regulate our sleep cycles and our stress levels that can actually help decrease itching so we can sleep better. Some people like to do their meditation right before bedtime, and it's a really great way to get into a regular habit of it too, because that has shown to decrease um, how long it takes for you to fall asleep. Mm. Um, And then again, it will help with not feeling as itchy. And then just kind of all the other conventional sleep hygiene methods, like making sure you don't have your phone on and cooling music or lights. Um, The only thing I try to tell my eczema patients to be careful about is possibly aromatherapy. Um, Because more and more, I have had patients develop a sensitivity to like lavender based products. Um, And especially if we're aerosolizing that, that's the only kind of sleep hygiene thing that I tell my eczema patients to be a little more cautious of. Mm -hmm. Are there other uh, holistic or medical techniques you'd like to touch on before we move on? Yeah. So, I mean, there's also practice styles, right? So um, acupuncture could actually be a great way also to deal with chronic itching and chronic inflammation. So I do think working with an acupuncturist and then in that same light, traditional Chinese medicine uses traditional Chinese herbs to formulate it towards what is whatever's in balance in our system. Um, and then similarly, there's a practice system called like Ayurvedic medicine that can also help kind of balance our system. All three of those could be a great conjunctive way. And then just taking care of ourselves health-wise. Um, so nutrition and exercise in a way that our eczema body can tolerate it. All of that's going to still decrease our total amount our inflammation and the less inflammation we have in our body i mean itch is still at the end of the day kind of triggered by inflammation um so just taking care of our entire body is a very helpful way but i do um i think personally i've seen a lot of patients see get get benefit from traditional chinese medicine with either the herbal component or acupuncture with chronic itch and that can be done in conjunction with your medical provider using some of your conventional medical treatments, um, even whether it's topical steroids or systemic medicines like dupixin or methotrexate or Celsept, um, it's not one or the other traditionally, um, especially with acupuncture. Mm-hmm. 
Are there any non-medical or holistic itch techniques that you'd like to touch on? Things you've heard from patients or learned through your own experiences with eczema? Yeah, especially for my patients who have um, kids that are itching, distraction techniques are really helpful. So I've heard, um, oh, I forget, like those little poppy, uh, they're these little pop things that you hold that you pop, the bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Um, poppers. So, and there's also ones that now are bigger that have like 10 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I know there used to be the fidget spinners, but these are like specifically like popping things. But I found that to be like a kind of helpful distraction for especially some of my younger kids with eczema, kind of just having something to do with their hands that's not scratching. Yeah. I think we talked a little bit about this, but also just kind of clothing and how we kind of think about that also plays a role sometimes to help, especially with scratching at night that happens unconsciously. Um, So especially for some of the younger kids, kind of having mitts on their hands can help. Um, I know from my kid myself, like we do try to keep long con pajamas on so that his skin is covered. So even if he does scratch, it's mostly scratching his clothing, but we try to make sure his room is kept at an adequate temperature for him to be in long clothing in the peak of summer. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are some other maybe non-medical, non-holistic techniques. Um, But yeah, just distraction techniques in general. So whether that's realizing that this is kind of a way of your body telling you to some degree, you're also experiencing inflammation and stress. So some people like to kind of just take a minute to go for a walk, listen to good music, anything to help the mind get distracted from needing to scratch. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I think to be cautious about is some people use hot showers as a way to address itch. And that does work because it kind of activates other nerves in our skin, right? So it's kind of the hot is kind of getting our temperature sensation. So now our brain is kind of taking into the heat, kind of maybe getting relaxation from that. Um, But that can further dry out our skin and lead to more itch and inflammation possibly a couple minutes after the shower is over. So I don't usually encourage hot showers as a way to address itching. And that's something that people will kind of have learned on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and heat also releases more histamine and histamines, again, one of those itch molecules. So I do like to caution against, against that. So if we did feel like showering is a way that our mind relaxes, still want to make sure the temperature's cool, showers are short, still don't want to be doing that frequently throughout the day and then moisturizing afterwards. Mm -hmm. So cooling and calming over heating and exciting. Yeah, because it's kind of like scorching the skin. So again, if we think of our skin as a desert, like one of the primary reasons of itching in the first place was because our skin's dry and there's cracks. And by taking a hot, long shower, you're just making that in the end, unfortunately, worse, even though it feels temporarily better. Yeah. Uh, That's great. I've really enjoyed hearing all of these techniques and tips from you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Eczema Out Loud. You can visit the National Eczema Association at www.nationaleczema.org. If you have feedback on this episode, or you'd like to send in a suggestion for a future episode, you can email us at podcast at nationaleczema.org. We hope you'll join us next time.